0: My guest today is Tara Chadzakis. She is passionate about helping women leverage the law of attraction and vibrational energy to build the confidence, mindset, and know-how to start their own business. I love my conversation with Tara for a lot of different reasons. We're on the same page when it comes to what we need to do as women to create a new paradigm, to squash limiting beliefs, and to have the confidence and the moxie to say yes to ourselves, begin right. Take action and begin, and start creating that momentum to leave a legacy. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Welcome, Tara. I'm so thrilled to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me, Casey. I'm such an, it's such an honor to be here with you. Yeah, awesome. So I would love it if you could talk to us a little bit about your journey because I think it's so very important to peel back the layers and understand how you got where you are. Because if someone's just going to land on your website now, it's all tidy. It sounds perfect, right? But we want to know how you got there. Like, where was that turning point? I know that you have shared um, about being overweight, being in an unhappy marriage, and being in a job that you felt trapped. But I want to hear from your words. Like, what was that like? What was the turning point? And what's your life like now? Okay, so it was back in uh, around
1: 2009 and I was married, obviously I was in an unhappy marriage and I was one of those people that when you get married, I thought that was it for life, you know, I was—I made my bed so I have to lie in it and a friend of mine had asked me what I was going to do about it, being unhappy and I was like really shocked because I'd not actually thought about doing anything about it. I just thought, well, I'm unhappy, I've got to deal with it, I've got to be unhappy which sounds crazy, but I guess that's what a lot of women do, don't they? Absolutely. So, yeah. um, So when when my friend asked me this, I, like, had a bit of a breakdown and I was just sobbing my heart out. I was so – it's like I'd let everything out. And I got this massive hug from the universe. Mm. It was really, like – it was just – it wasn't just a a tightness. I just felt safe and secure and supported. And it's, like, around my whole body. And I just felt really calm and at ease – and I just knew then that no matter what I did, it was going to be all right, that I couldn't fail. You know, if I wanted to leave, I, I was going to be, because obviously, you know, I was in a different country. Um, I was in Greece at the time and I wanted to come back to the UK, but I just knew it was going to be good. It was going to be fine. So that was a whole new journey for me. You know, up until then, I'd been I'd been quite I I'd condensed myself into like a thumbnail of who I was you know i was i i was I had no confidence no self esteem um i didn't want to give my opinion on things because my husband would laugh at me and just call me a stupid blonde and made me feel as though i, I was it was embarrassing for me to speak and say my opinion on something and, and actually have a point of view so i didn't really have one. I just kind of blended in the background and went along with whatever he did or he said um because I was embarrassed by what came out of my mouth, which you know is looking back is crazy but I think I had to go through that to get to where I am today you know and, and I can feel other people going through the same kind of thing and um because I work with women who want to leave their jobs and start their own businesses you know they're in a lot of a lot of times they're in a similar kind of situation you know they're they've been in work so long they're used to people telling them what to do they're used to having somebody um managing their time and managing them and being responsible for the whole situation. But it's quite scary to step up and go, you know, I have a voice. I want to do this and I'm branching out on my own. And, you know, so that's quite a, a, a big step for somebody to make. And it was very similar to mine to be actually, to be able to actually say, no, hold on. I want my own happiness. Life's too short not to be happy.
0: I love that. I love that you took the risk. You had the moxie to step into your power and have a platform. So that's amazing. I really just want to rewind because I'm very curious about uh, the tight hug from the universe that gave you the security that it was going to be okay. And I could really feel that. And so so I'm, I'm wondering, did you have a spiritual foundation prior to that? Or was that instance, a whole new opening for you of possibility and faith? Um, I had
1: started kind of looking at it. I was working. I was doing some social media for um, a lady in the states, and she was um, all about positive affirmations and positivity and quotes like that. So I I posted quite a lot of this kind of stuff online, but I didn't really look into it that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't really. I mean, I I'd, I'd, I'd heard of the word the universe and things like that, um, and. I don't know. I, had I already read the secret by then? I can't remember if the secret came out, to be honest. So I might have already read the secret, but I wasn't um, spiritually awakened. I hadn't thought about um, the energies in the universe, which is what, you know, it's a big thing in my life right now. Um, so when that happened to me, that's the only other explanation I could have for it. There was nobody else in the room. There was nothing there. And like I say, it's not as though I was having some sort of um, episode. I don't know. Cause it yeah. wasn't just, it wasn't just my body being held tightly. It was, it was a knowing that I had, it was a feeling of comfort and pure support and love. And and like I said, I just, I just knew then that everything was going to be just all right. What a beautiful
0: and, blessing. That's it incredible. Was. It was so amazing. I was just like, it was, it was fantastic. It was really wow, good. that's awesome. So how do you integrate using the law of attraction and vibrational energy in your own personal life and in your work with your clients? Well, I, um, I see everything in the universe as an energy.
1: So everything has a, an energetic vibration or a footprint, whatever you want to call it. And things that are quite passionate and um, full of love and vitality have got quite a high vibrational energy. And I like to think of it as a bit like a gateway. So you've got like um, high peaks and troughs for a a fast vibrational energy, which is quite a high one. And if you meet somebody, for example, that's um, quite sad or um, very unhappy, they've got a slower, lower vibrational energy. You You can see in their body, in their posture, the way they hold themselves, the way they speak. They speak quieter and slower. Whereas, you know, people like me that are just a bit manic, are like, Ooh! <laughs> and we talk really fast and we get really excited about things. So you can actually see that, that even though you can't see the energy. So the people who have got like a slow undulating wave of an energy, they can't fit into my, into my gateway, if you like. So we don't match. And that's the same with, with lots of things in the world. Like a, a money, for example, if you don't have the same vibrational energy as money or you try and repel it, then it's not going to come to you. Because you have to have the same match. And it's you can shift it. You know, it's not, it's not set in stone. You can change your vibrational energy. You can change it in an instant just by being super happy or excited. That just changes it even for a moment and it starts to make a change in your vibrational energy. And then, you know, things that don't match again that energy tend to sort of they they slowly disappear. And that's when your reality starts to
0: change. Yes, absolutely. What do you personally like to do to increase your vibrations? Um, I like to
1: meditate, which it slows me down to start with, but it it gets me calm and grounded. And then if I'm doing something that I know is going to require focus, I like to get quite energetic myself. So I like loud music, fast music, something that makes me dance and gets me all energized because your body can feel it as well. Um, and also just imagining visualization of something that's exciting, because I, I feel it in my solar plexus, which is in between sort of like uh, your breastbone and your um, belly button. So I can feel it there. You know, when you get butterflies,
0: Yeah.
1: that feeling that, you know, if I squeeze that feeling, I can I can feel that in my whole body and that energizes me as well.
0: Mm, that's amazing. I love the fact that it's a tool that we can self-initiate. We don't need to go to, you know, the mountains, a guru, look at a book, like it's something that you can tap in and embody and pretty much flip your own switch at will. So I think that that's very empowering. Um, I like that a lot. Did you ever just wish there was a group of high vibe women entrepreneurs that you could hang out with? A place where you could share your wins, get a biz question asked, and be around people that just get you. Well, there is, my friend. It's my Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group. I created a place on the web where like minds and open hearts could continue the conversations that we start here on the podcast. Fulfill your desire to develop friendships with women from around the globe. Women who are on the solopreneur journey just like you. Now more than ever, we are craving authentic connections. Believe me, your voice matters your work matters and having the support of a close-knit community can make all the difference in the world so head over to facebook and go to facebook.com slash groups slash women developing brilliance and request to join my private women developing brilliance facebook group the gathering place for heart-centered female entrepreneurs looking to create an impact increase their income and connect deeply with themselves and others in the process. I can't wait to welcome you in my Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group, where you'll be encouraged to introduce yourself, ask a question, and meet other ambitious lightworkers just like you. Again, it's facebook.com groups slash Women Developing Brilliance. I'll catch you there how do you specifically integrate it in with helping women create businesses
1: so we have to look at uh, their business being in alignment with themselves so you know if somebody's moving from from being employed to being an entrepreneur and let's i mean i always use an accountant as an example i think it's because it's the letter a it's the first thing that comes to mind but let's mm-hmm. say you're an accountant when you leave that job to start your own business because you just want maybe you want freedom something like that you don't have to be doing what you were doing in your profession even if you've been doing it for 20 years you could have a complete change and we choose something that is that we're passionate about that we that we love that we're good at and that we know can impact other people so being in alignment with with the business that you choose is really important mm-hmm. you know you, you don't want to be raising your energy and then putting that energy into a low energetic vibration business because Absolutely. it's not going to it's not going to flow and once you open up and you're true to who you are authentically as a person to yourself, that's when your business takes off and you and things become more effortless. Not mm-hmm. that it's not hard work, of course. Anybody's business is hard work, but it's easier when you're not pushing against something that doesn't fit with you.
0: Absolutely, alignment initiates fluidity, and so I think you know you just hit the nail on the head. It's it's a crucial piece for mm-hmm. sustainability and joy, and it's it's really not yeah. trying to fit, you know, a square peg in a round hole, so to speak. I'm curious your thoughts on the difference between growth mindset and a limited mindset. So a limited mindset would be um,
1: tunnel vision, let's say. So, you, you know, you believe that something is this way and it's always been this way. And that's, that's how things are going to be. And that's, that's pretty much enclosing your, your reality to where you are right now. So a growth mindset, you're thinking outside the box, you're thinking about the future and how you can expand. And, you know, if you do something, if you come up against a challenge, for example, when you work through that challenge, you grow as a person, you grow as a, you know, as a business owner. So that gives you more scope and more opportunities the more that you grow. And you're open to change, you're open to different opportunities and experiences. So it's really important to have that kind of mindset when you're going into a business. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of people, they, they, um, they see re- that they base their reality on where they are right now and their reality that they're, that they're at is a combination of all the past thoughts, actions, and beliefs that they've taken that have brought them to this point. And we, we find it sometimes quite difficult to look beyond that and, and say, oh, I want to have, you know, um, a six, seven figure business or something like that when they're looking at the reality of their bank balance where it is right now and they've got like a hundred dollars in their bank. It's quite difficult to connect with that future. But you're, you know, unless you start changing your thoughts, actions and belief now, the future reality is going to be exactly the same as the one that you've got to right at this moment. So you have to be able to grow and expand.
0: One hundred percent. I mean, I just can see the visual of having one foot in the past pulling you back like a ball and chain. And until you dissolve and want to release that, it's going to be really challenging to propel forward and gain that momentum where there's going to be true change. So I know that one of the strong limiting beliefs for new entrepreneurs, or especially entrepreneurs that are pivoting away from a nine to five or pivoting away from an in the box life, whether it was an unhappy marriage, whether it was like a should job. Um, and so I'm wondering how you help women whose um, thought maybe I'm too old to start a business. How do you help them navigate that? Oh, we have
1: lots of, I'm too old, I'm too stupid, I'm too blonde, I'm too <laughs> something. Um, they're all limiting beliefs. And these are beliefs that people have ingrained in our minds from when we were younger. You know, and we, we we're raised with that as a society. People don't say them to us to be mean, but it's just something that, that we've been raised with. For example, um, when you think of the word rich, you know, you might say, "Oh, somebody's filthy rich or stinking rich," something like that. What well, we do in the UK, anyway. And mm-hmm. people have a bad connotation with that. You know, I don't want to be dirty. I don't want to be greedy. I don't want to be a bad person, so I don't want to be rich. And the same with, like, with um, you saying about having a should job. So you know, people say, you, "Yeah, you could do, you could do something," but you should have a proper job. And they they label a proper job as being in a workplace, working for somebody, working for whatever. Uh, wage that your employer decides that your value is worth and and just working through that. And it's, you know, people say, oh, well, I should have done this years ago. I'm too old now. But you're always changing. And what you have gained in experience for the past 50 years, for example, is, is something that you can bring to the world now that you can impact other people with. And if you, you know, if you had done this before, you wouldn't have had the same skills and expertise or the same knowledge 100%. Hundred um, percent. I was speaking to um, a guy the other day on on one of the podcasts, and he, it was quite. I, I liked the fact that he said that the richest place in the world is the graveyard because it's so full of unsung songs and unwritten stories, and and it's true. People take them to the grave, and they they don't, you know, they could have had a huge impact in the world, but they were too scared, yeah, just to, just to try. And that is that is really sad because they've taken such. Um, something with them that could have really made a difference in people's lives.
0: A hundred percent. I love that you are empowering people of all ages to step in and say yes. And to also have the opportunity to leave a legacy. I mean, it really brings to mind the book, the five regrets of the dying and, and you know, we don't want to go to the graveyard having regrets or having wonderings or, or should I should have done this or I should have been more bold. So um it's a really powerful message. I think we could yeah, we could t- probably talk an hour just on that. Uh it's very valuable and very important. I know years ago it was funny I had I had two clients that were in their 70s and it was just so they were some of the my most inspiring people to work with because yeah. they were like they're committed and there's a a deeper sense of wisdom just from the length mm-hmm. of being on the earth and and yeah, being all the life lessons. Uh so super exciting. I'm wondering some tips that you can share when we're talking about limiting beliefs, a big one that comes up, and I think it's it's almost now, I don't want to say trendy, but almost a cop-out to hold us back and procrastinate, is the dreaded imposter syndrome. How do you see it show up? How do you help squash it once and for all? Uh I think
1: everybody has this. I mean, I, you know, I've, when I've, I've ever sort of researched it, people like Meryl Streep still have it, you know, even though that it, people who have got like multiple Oscars and stuff, they're still worried that somebody's going to find out they're fake one day. But, and and it's, it's, it's scary, isn't it? You, because you don't want to, um, first of all, you don't want to brag about yourself. So you don't want to say that, yes, I am good. I'm an expert in this. Uh, because you're worried about what people will say about you. So you don't want to be seen as though you um, are sure of yourself. And we we compare ourselves so often to other people, and that's what makes us feel like an imposter. You know, if you compare yourself to a, if you know your one-year journey in your business, for example, with somebody who's been in business for five years and they're earning whatever they are and they've got a massive business – and you can say well they know more than me i'm, I'm an impostor i don't who am i to offer help to people but those people who didn't start there you know people have to start somewhere and they grow and as you grow you learn and as you as you learn you teach more and you have more to give but you've obviously got something to start with to start that business you know you people don't just randomly want to do something i don't want to be a singer or an actor because that's not that's not i'm not passionate about that But other people are. So, you know, nobody's going to be competing with me in the same field because we're all completely different. And there's something that I bring that you wouldn't bring, for example, and and vice versa. Absolutely. We we each have our own skills and mindset. And to compare myself to you, I could call myself an imposter. But for me, I don't have – I'm not trying to copy you, so I'm not being an imposter of anybody else – the only imposter I would be would be to myself. And that's crazy because I am me and I'm being
0: authentic. That's a great way to look at it. I really like that. I'm curious, mm-hmm. what can we do? How do we make it a practice to celebrate our uniqueness, to celebrate our brilliance and the diversity that we bring to the table and to lean into some of our past traumas really becoming our treasures, like some of your biggest empathy right is because you've traversed that terrain Mm -hmm. and now you can recognize it in someone else and then help them and be that inspiration of like hey if I can do it you can do it like here's where I was here are the steps that got me here and I can help you do that so can you give us a few tips on how we can lean more into self-love and celebration
1: we have to respect that we're we're perfect exactly as we are even with all our past traumas and all the things that we've got going on, there is is no body that is anything like us and the universe doesn't make mistakes. You know, a flower that's growing a rose doesn't compare itself to a daffodil. They're completely different, but they're the same thing, they're flowers. And just as we are as humans, we each have our own skills and uh, a beauty that we have to bring to the table. And all the things that we've been through, as I said, if you think that life is happening for you and not to you, you've been through those things because they, they, you know, the universe knew that you had a strength within you that you could bring out and you had to experience certain things to help you with other people and move forward. And it's really important to to appreciate everything about yourself. And I know it's quite difficult. I mean, this is Women's Awareness Month, so in March, so it's really important for us to be able to celebrate the beauty that we are and how different we all are. And women are quite bad at um, putting ourselves down, and you know, not valuing um, our special gifts that we have. But we need to, because just you know, as you would speak to a friend, you would say you would tell your friend, "Oh, you're beautiful, you're amazing, you're wonderful," but you wouldn't say that to yourself. But you have to. Yes. You have to feel comfortable to do that.
0: 100%. That's awesome. And I love that it's Women Awareness Month and, and that we can illuminate some of these topics that really need to be discussed and shared mm. and spread. Speaking about value and undervaluing, I'm curious on your take of how do you help women and give them inspiration to price them and their, their selves and their their services on value So I'm curious about that. And the second part to that is why has it taken so many years? Why have we accepted being underpaid and what can we do to change it?
1: I guess it's the way that we were raised. We were always raised to be um, grateful for what we were given and grateful for being looked after. And when we went into the workplace, we were grateful to have a job and We're just, we're kind of, we're we're that species, aren't we? That we were told that, you know, we should be thankful for everything that we get and uh, not to ask for too much because um, there's no point in, you shouldn't push your luck kind of thing, Um, which is another limiting belief, isn't it? So, Mm -hmm. you know, we're we're raised to think that um, men have all the answers and we should look to them for their answers And so we, you know, we went into the, into work and we were just told, well, this is your value this week going to get paid. And we, we accepted that, but people shouldn't put that kind of value on our self-worth. And I think like when we, when we move into the entrepreneurial space and you come to pricing your services, for example, as a coach, we, we, we're still in the old mentality of, well, if I'm working for an hour, how much is an hour's, how much is an hour's wage? I don't know, $10, $20, something like that. And we think that's what we should be charging because we, we still have the ratio of our um, time to money. But we have to move away from that, especially in coaching, because it's, it's a matter of the return on investment. So what you're paying for is the result you're going to get, not the actual physical time. It could be five minutes that would make you a million pounds, or it could be an hour that would make you – Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The time is not relevant. It's the actual, it's what you're going to get, the value you're going to get from doing that service or having that service that's important. And that's how it's, that's why it's priced accordingly because it's the return on the investment that you're going to get.
0: A hundred percent. I think when you're talking about coaching, personal development, business development, spiritual development, the transformations are priceless. There is no way that you can put a price on Increasing your self-confidence, stepping in and using your voice for the very first time, maybe after decades of being silenced or yeah. even fueled. I mean, these things are like massive transformations, so it's super exciting. I really like that you bring that to light on pricing based on return of investment and transformation. So that's really, really exciting. Speaking of exciting, what do you have that's kind of lighting you up right now in your life and your business? Um, so I've started a new um, coaching academy. It's
1: in the beta phase, actually, at the moment, which is really exciting. So instead of um, coaching just normal one-to-one clients, I'm creating the Overnight Success Academy, which mm. goes through three pillars to success, which is clarity, focus, and action. So I'm focusing on that at the moment and creating um, the basic foundations for that and working with clients through that so that I can get exactly the, the the right information that people are wanting out there to to progress through that.
0: Amazing. Um, That's exciting. How can people learn
1: more about that? Um the easiest way is probably to message me. Um it's Tara at Tarachatzakis.com or I'm on Instagram as well at Tarachadzakis. So I'm I'm it's easier to message me because I would rather speak to people who might be a good fit for the program rather than just it's not open up yet to the public as a normal buy off the shelf um sure. it's as I say in beta phase so I have exciting. that going on, which is really exciting
0: it is I love that I love that and I'll make sure to put the links in the show notes for people to dm you and get to learn more about it's you perfect. and your work yeah I'm really excited for you and if you wanted to leave our listeners with a little bright light wisdom before we close up what would you like to share um You have
1: to learn to believe in yourself. And if that means that you have somebody else to support you first and encourage you and see your light first, then that may help you get through. But you you know, you, you have a light within you and that light needs to be shined because if you if you don't step up and find your voice, there could be somebody whose life needed to be impacted by you and by you not showing up they'll never experience um, a true life potential for themselves.
0: That's really beautiful. I love that. I think that that helps us get out of our own way when we realize that someone's waiting to hear the message yes. specifically from us. We're so here that to is serve, so aren't we? Yes, I love that. So prayer hands to you, lifting you up. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you so much for being here. I can't wait to connect again. Thank you so much for having me, Casey. It was great. Yes. Until next time, breathe joy. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on women developing brilliance. If so, head on over to Apple iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. And I'd be grateful if you could leave a review or rating so more people can benefit from these inspirational stories about the solopreneur journey. Thank you.